On behalf of the European Association for International Education, welcome to episode number three of the EAIE podcast series. I'm Laura Rumbly, Associate Director for Knowledge Development and Research at the EAIE. Our featured conversation in this episode is with Alan Goodman. Alan is President and CEO of the U.S.-based Institute of International Education, or IIE as it's commonly called. IIE is involved in many different kinds of projects and programming, including oversight of the Fulbright program. But many of you will probably be most aware of IIE through its annual publication, Open Doors, which provides the definitive statistics on inbound and outbound student mobility in the United States. Alan Goodman has had a long and distinguished career in both international relations and international education. He's stepping into our orbit a little more closely just now by virtue of the fact that he's authored one of six conversation starter essays that the EAIE commissioned this year to get us all thinking carefully about the theme of the EAIE Community Exchange event, which is taking place online from the 14th to the 16th of October, 2020. As many of you will know, the theme for the EAIE Community Exchange is forging creative pathways. And of course, what a year 2020 has been for thrusting us all into that position of having to think so creatively. In considering this theme, Alan chose to explore how artificial intelligence, or AI, might be leveraged in support of student mobility in the not-so-distant future. In our recent conversation, I began by asking Alan what it is about artificial intelligence that captures his imagination in our largely people-centered field of international education. So the Institute of International Education, IAE, where you serve as president and CEO, includes in its vision statement, as you very well know, an aspiration for, and I'm quoting here, a peaceful, equitable world enriched by the international exchange of ideas and greater understanding between people and cultures. And many other international education organizations also express a similar people-centered orientation along those lines. In this people-centered business that we're in, in international education, I wonder what it is about artificial intelligence that captures your imagination when it comes to the future of international education exchange. Laura, thanks for that question. I think artificial intelligence gives us the opportunity to help people be more efficient in arranging for exchanges, in accessing educational opportunities, anticipating needs, and monitoring and dealing with crisis situations. So it really could be our friend as our world of exchanges expands from 5 million where it is today to maybe much larger. And I think when the pandemic is over, people will want to have the in-person experience more than ever, but they're going to need a lot of backup and a lot of support. And artificial intelligence can help the exchange participant and the administrator do the needful. So you've, you've touched on this matter of efficiencies. And again, your essay for our 2020 Conversation Starter Series touches on this issue in, in a very nice and, and very informative way. Do you have any concerns that the efficiencies that you're thinking about may come at a cost to the learning experience for students? So, for example, if students are interacting with super efficient, never flustered AI, artificial intelligence support staff around their international exchange experiences, might there be a chance that they could miss out on some opportunities to develop skills for better interpersonal engagement and communication. I, I think of this particularly in light of the fact that international education exchange often aspires to put students in some appropriately challenging situations from which to learn and grow. And would an AI interface kind of strip away some of those challenges when it comes to that process? 
Maybe most fundamentally, it's important to remember that computers and algorithms don't eat. And so much of human life centers around food, preparation of food, mealtimes, and they're not solitary events. They're things where we deepen our understanding of culture and people. So the experience that exchanges offers, first of all, is always going to be a human experience. And as long as we are human, we're going to seek that. I think artificial intelligence solutions can help us make maybe better choices of where we go. It can help us orient and reorient ourselves to a new environment. But yes, it can help get us out of a jam or at least point us in the direction of solving an immediate crisis. But I think if it can be seen as the administrators and the students' friend, it can help eliminate some of the frustrations, but it will never take away the importance of the in-person contact. And I think in taking away some of the tedium of that, if you have 100 students you're advising and each ask the same question and you have a good answer to that question, it, it can get to the answer to 100 students more rapidly than doing 100 calls and spacing them out over a two-week period. So I, I think we just have to keep it in perspective. And I think AI will also teach us some of the gaps that we ought to be prepared for that may be right in front of our noses, but we're too busy looking at other things to notice. I like the mention that you make of the desire to return with vigor to mobility possibilities when they're available to us again, and imagining that scaling up quickly and efficiently might be a very satisfactory new development in the wake of, of the challenges that we've been facing in this past year. So that is, that's a very encouraging thought to me when it comes to the benefits that AI might be able to offer in that area. First, our experience at IIE is that after every pandemic, in international educational exchange are among the first things to resume, and they always grow. And I think no matter how long this pandemic lasts, when it's safe to exchange again, uh, we will resume quickly and we will also grow. But there is a new feature here, which is unlike in the past where exchanges were faculty to faculty, individual to individual, everything was somewhat cobbled together creatively by individuals acting as individuals. After this one, I think it's going to show the value of two things. One, partnerships between institutions, because they can immediately restart. So uh, what's going to immediately cause things to resume and grow are the partnerships. And, and then secondly, organizations like yours and mine that are looking at the professional dimensions of careers for people who are going to be at the heart and center of international study abroad offices, student advising offices, offices that orient and receive international students. And these organizations are going to be more important than ever before because I think the volume will be much higher than we anticipate now. And people People will always, in the light of this pandemic, be concerned about risks, and all of us are part of the risk management of our profession. For sure. And those details that you're touching on really uh, point in the direction of a number of different sessions that will be featured in our October online event, um, having to do with the importance and the vitality of partnerships, the future of the international office and the synergies and the ways that it, it will do its work. Um, and we also have an issue of EAIE's member magazine coming out at the end of the year on this very notion of resilience and what it means to move out of you know, a very complicated period that we've been experiencing at the moment. So 
I think there are so many different directions in which this conversation will move. And that's really exciting from our perspective. Let's pause a minute on resilience and our offices and organizations, because the other thing we are going to have to do is have documented very well how we behaved in this pandemic. What were the best practices we applied? What lessons did we learn? Because every office is going to need the history of this pandemic and a playbook for the next one. And that really hasn't been the case after, say, the 11 other pandemics in IIE's history. Pandemics have come, they've broken out, we've dealt with them, we've gotten over them, and five or six years or a decade has gone by until the next one. I don't know when the next one will come, but I know the real contribution that members of EAIE and IIE can make is to be ready with a playbook of lessons learned and what to do in day one, week one, month one, when the next pandemic strikes. Agreed wholeheartedly. So we're in the midst of, you know, a remarkable experience at the moment. And part of that, a big part of it, and central to our conversation today with you, is this realization uh, about the power and potential of technology to support different aspects of our lives. At the same time, it really has highlighted the tremendous inequities that exist with respect to technology. And I'm thinking here of everything from unequal access to technology, different levels of preparedness to be able to interact comfortably and proficiently with the technology we're being asked to use, uneven resources to ensure high-quality digital learning and teaching and online student experiences, etc. I wonder how much the question of digital divides, uh, to put a label on it, concerns you as you think about the deployment of things like artificial intelligence and other cutting-edge technologies in our field. I think you've hit on a key topic or a key challenge that all of us, both of our associations, will be having because we've learned that the world is not flat when it comes to digital capacities, that while everybody may have a phone, not every phone or every laptop or every computer can afford the bandwidth or have the internet capacity or sometimes just enough reliable electricity to be online all the time that a student or an exchange student might need. We need to figure out when those inequalities and the digital divides that exist are going to be so important to address in the early days of the crisis and not as an afterthought. There probably will be solutions. And I think humans and AI are going to have to find the solutions together to, for example, the broadband question. I have my phone, but data is very expensive where I am in Africa or South America. We're going to have to find a way to either help our students get the money to buy the data or find a better way to process the data. And I I think it's a technical challenge. It's an algorithmic challenge and it's a human challenge. And we should be working together on that all through the fall, all through the spring, and try to make sure we've solved it for the next pandemic. Uh, And in the process, we'll solve it as more and more education is available through distance learning or online. And sometimes for all kinds of reasons, not just pandemics, that's a more effective way to deliver it uh, for short or semester length time. Uh, It doesn't replace the campus. It doesn't replace the campus experience. But we have learned it, it can work, but it doesn't work for everybody. And I think our challenge needs to be to find a way to make it work for everybody. That democratization of this experience, very crucial. 
As you know, our Conversation Starter essay series this year is focused on the theme of forging creative pathways. Would you say that technology will serve as the primary force for much of the innovation we can expect to see in relation to international educational exchange in the next five to 10 years? Or are there other important catalysts or instruments for innovation that you think will drive further creative directions in our field? Well, the the most important driver of the future in innovation is actually humans and their strategy. We need an internationalization strategy. Universities need a foreign policy, and it'll be different from university to university and country to country. And we're going to need vision, which is a pretty uniquely human thing, of international education exchange officers to figure out where we would like the next several decades to go and to be. Going into the pandemic, I think maybe the biggest fear in our field was that distance learning could replace on-campus learning and distance learning could replace international educational exchange. It's easier, it's cheaper, safer. And I think we've all learned that distance learning and technology is not replacing the university experience that students and their parents are, are seeking. It's not replacing the intercultural experience that international exchange inevitably involves. Uh, So we need a strategy, we need foreign policies, uh, and we need for technology, but particularly for artificial intelligence, to develop the algorithms that can help us. We need something that we don't have very much of, which is data. We need big data. We need more data than a single university or a consortium of universities shares about internationalization and the international student experience and the study abroad experience. To have really effective big data in an AI world, we're going to need all universities that are authorized to host international students to begin sharing data on what that experience entails and involves for them for artificial intelligence to begin to learn how to improve our business. And I think we're a ways off from being able to share that kind of information. Universities and leaders may be reluctant to share it. Uh, Students may be reluctant to have it shared. Uh, Faculty may be reluctant to want it shared. But until we have big data, we're not going to have real AI in our field. So the, I'd like to ask a, a final question to you around a, a notion of perspective. The IIE, the Institute of International Education, celebrated 100 years of its existence just this last year, a really remarkable milestone. And as you've mentioned, IIE has witnessed an enormous uh, number of different developments during that time frame, not limited to the Great Depression, the Second World War, multiple international crises, and pandemics in the past. Um, But of course, the here and now is what always feels so urgent and concerning and present. And I was wondering, in your role as the leader of a large and complex international education organization at this particular moment in time, how are you moving to help your staff and stakeholders keep this present moment in perspective and train their energies and enthusiasm on that pathway ahead that you've been discussing, you know, these future challenges and opportunities that we have ahead of us? That's a great question. And I think it applies to not only uh, someone who is the designated leader, but 
all of the staff and managers with whom we work and on whom we rely. Uh, in any kind of a crisis, you have to motivate the colleagues with whom you work. You have to help them have a shared vision, not only of how we can manage the crisis, but what comes afterwards. Fortunately for IIE, a century of history teaches us that international educational exchange, of course, works wonderfully well when everybody loves each other, when the world is at peace, when economies are roaring, when there's limited or little or no poverty, and everybody can afford to access the opportunity. That's hardly ever happened in a hundred years. If you look at the past hundred years, we've, as you've mentioned, have had everything from cold wars to hot wars, to depressions, to recessions, to pandemics, and yet international educational exchange always grows. And I think that's important for our staff today to know, as it would have been important for our staff to know on the eve of World War II or the Cold War, we are in something that enables people to really develop that mutual understanding, that intercultural understanding. And it's bound to have an impact in their development as academics, as leaders, as politicians, and pointing to those impacts of international educational exchange. It's something we have to do every day and, and to keep ourselves motivated, but we're one field that operates wonderfully well under those circumstances. And at the end of the crisis, at, at the end of the challenge, people embrace it more readily, perhaps, than they did before it started. Alan, your perspectives and insights are greatly appreciated, and I'd really like to thank you on behalf of the EAE for taking the time to talk with us um, about artificial intelligence and its potential and possibilities and so much else that we're looking at at the moment in our field. Thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for the opportunity and for your insightful and very appreciated questions. Have a great conference. Thank you so much. That was Alan Goodman, President and CEO of the Institute of International Education, IIE. Alan's essay on artificial intelligence, entitled A Reflection on Who We Will Be, can be accessed on the EAIE website on our blog page. Please check it out at eaie.org blog. Additional conversation starter essays are being published on the blog as we move toward the EAIE Community Exchange event in mid-October. Do be on the lookout for those essays. They cover a really interesting array of subjects, political, social, economic, and more, connected to our field and in support of our very compelling guiding theme this year, Forging Creative Pathways. Meanwhile, the EAIE podcast series will be dropping episode number four in one week's time on October 7th, 2020. Our topic for that podcast episode will be the Sustainable Development Goals as a new agenda for higher education around the world, which is the focus of another of our conversation starter essays. Our guest next week will be Josep Vilalta, Director of the Global University Network for Innovation, or GUNI as it's commonly known. For now, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please like and share the EAIE podcast widely on social media. You can listen and subscribe to the series via any of your preferred podcast platforms, so we hope you'll tune in regularly in the coming weeks. In the meantime, we're always interested in hearing from you. Please send us feedback, suggestions, and ideas for guests or topics to info at eaie.org. Thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to connecting with you next time on the EAIE podcast.